So day six was meant to be the day for Britain. Today was the day we were meant to break our duck and, and get our first medals on the board, but sadly it didn't work out that way. Uh, this is the day six Pool Boy War Championships podcast. I'm Steve Buckley, and I'm joined by, once again, former GB swimmer Katie Wilde. Good evening, Katie. Here. And a, and a somewhat downcast Bob Ballard. Evening, Bob. Yeah, I was just on to the Samaritans. Can you hang on the line for a bit? I'll be back with you shortly. <laughs> In, indeed, it was one of those days. There were some, there were some very good swims, and the highs were pretty high, but the lows they were pretty low, weren't they? Uh, let's. Why don't we start on an upbeat note and talk about the performance of uh, young uh, Craig McNally in the men's 200 backstroke because he had a whale of a swim tonight. He had an absolutely brilliant uh, final. Swam a 155.67, broke his Scottish record, not far from the uh, British record held by James Goddard. He'll, Absolutely wiped his personal best from from uh, from the books by a convincing margin, 0.7 almost. Um, it's got to be one of the best swims from a GB swimmer this week, Bob. Unbelievable swim by Craig McNally and kind of backing up the optimism I had in him at the beginning of the week. I just saw something in him in Sheffield, the way that he won that final, that made me think, actually, this kid's quite special. He's not actually a kid now, he's in his 20s, of course, but the, the way he attacked the race in Sheffield and then and did likewise in the heats in Barcelona and backed it up with a semi-final swim. And as you say, 155.67 was his time, new Scottish record. His last 50 was the third fastest of all the eight swimmers there. He came back in a 28.8, which was quicker than Lochte. Um, so, you know, there, there's an awful lot of promise there. I wonder whether he'll look at maybe slightly reshaping the way he does that race and doesn't leave too much in the last 50. But 155.67, James Gard's record is going to go probably at the trials next year, if not Commonwealth Games next year. Certainly, that was uh, the high point today, and we ought to say well done to to Laurel Bailey up there in Warrender, who's coached him and seems to have a knack of uh, generating international swimmers called Craig. Uh, obviously, she <laughs> she coaches Craig Benson as well, who uh, we all saw at the Olympics last year. Uh, the other highlight for me came the lead-off leg from James Guy in the men's four by two freestyle relay. He had another one. He obliterated his personal best for two hundred freestyle by over a second. His PB leading into this meet was a 148.28 and he swam a 147.19 leading off that relay uh, that was quite a swim wasn't it Katie yeah I mean really great and both of these guys it must be they must just have incredible self-belief and because it must be quite tough now I think you know every night you sort of think oh this is going to be our night and so far every night it hasn't been our night and um, for these guys to just keep their head up and keep posting these great swims is really really impressive and uh I'm uh, I'm led to believe that um, not only did he smash his his uh, 200 meter PB in that race, but he actually set the long course uh, 100 meter freestyle PB at the halfway turn, 51.81, <laughs> and that was quicker than his PB of 52.09. To, and that was defeat, of course. So he obviously uh, took a lot from swimming for the team and uh, and uh, being in with those big guys on that first leg. So well done, James Guy. Uh, so, so, so he's done European junior. Well, I say he's done trials, European juniors. Now he's done the worlds. He's off to world juniors in a couple of weeks' time. This boy doesn't stop, does he? You know that, that's absolutely fantastic. He's cramming all that. He's, he's going to be absolutely exhausted at the end of August. Um, but this lad just gets better and better. It's, it's interesting when you speak to swimmers like I did at the trials. People like, um, for example, my, my co-conspirator Ross Davenport. He said this guy is special. He told me that in Leeds when we first saw him at the beginning of the year. Uh, he said just watch out for this this land he's going to be very very special uh, and he's proved it he's got the, the, the exactly the right mentality for the big occasion now that's exactly what if we could bottle it and give it to the rest of the team wouldn't that be fantastic 
It, it certainly would. So uh, that team went on for seven minutes twelve as the total time, finished eighth. So they dropped down a little bit from where they qualified by by, by one spot, but they did improve their time from the morning, uh, which was a seven thirteen. Just one change from morning to evening when Ian Lloyd dropped out in favour of Jack Scott, but um, Jack swam very well actually this evening. One forty eight thirty one. It's pretty handy split for him. Um, so a pretty pretty creditable performance from that team, but. Uh, that's probably where the the upsides ended tonight for Great Britain. No, Fran Housel. Oh, Fran you're, Housel. Abs- you're absolutely right. I was uh, I was looking at the finals and I'd, I'd skipped over the semis. Um, Fran looked very good today. I thought uh, smile on her face. Came out this morning, twenty five point six nine British record, personal best in the fifty fly. Qualified first, uh, job done. Very nice uh, swim indeed, Katie. Yeah, I agree. And I think, you know, as I think I saw her point out on Twitter earlier, if she's happy, she's going to swim fast and she looks really happy. And so, I mean, it, the, the, the pro- problem is with the 50s is that it's always so close and there's there's very little time splitting third to eighth. I mean, and we're talking two tenths maybe in that event. And um, I know she was a bit off the time that she did this morning, which I think was a British record, wasn't it? It certainly was, yeah, British record. Yeah, which is good. We need a few more of them. And um, yeah, I think as long as she can get down around that, hopefully we will see a medal tomorrow. And I know we keep saying this, but I think Fran's in with a really good shot. Well, she was 25.9 tonight, as you say, just tightened up a little bit. But, uh, you know, that's a pretty... Bad start. It was a bad start from her. Exactly. But she still qualified third. Uh, Tough call against Jeanette Otterson-Grey, who... by all accounts, is focusing on the 50s, rather like Fran, in fact, um, and hasn't defended her 100 freestyle title. But uh, like you, Katie, I think she's got a really good shot at a podium spot. Don't think she can win it, but I'd be delighted if she proves me wrong tomorrow. What do you think, Bob? Um, I don't want to make any more predictions this week. I really don't. You know, it, it's, it's, it's kind of the, the, some of the ones have come off pretty well about who's going to perform reasonably well. But in terms of medals, you know, it, it, it's a crapshoot. A 50 fly is a crapshoot. If she gets a start like she did tonight, then no. If she swam like she did in the heat, yes. If she swam like she did in the heat, she can win it. That's the point. It, it, the, the margins between first and third and first and fourth will be absolutely minuscule on Saturday night. But uh, I, I like the confidence. I like the interview she did gave to television. I just get the feeling that she's in a good place at the moment and you know there's no real pressure on her to deliver tomorrow night so I think she might go in without any um, great incumbents. Well she's going to have two swims tomorrow night we hope because the uh, the women's 53 starts tomorrow morning as well and we'll probably talk about her chances in that a bit later but the 50 flies the first race up in the evening so hopefully we can she can get herself off to a good start and and be in a positive mood when the the semis of the 53 start come around later in that session. Uh, In the morning we also had Siobhan Marie O'Connor in that event she uh, posted a 26.98 just a fraction outside her best time which she set at trials 27th place but really we didn't expect much more from her uh, and I think that's a, a pretty decent time um, given the, the week she's had so uh, probably a, a good way for her to sign off from this from this meet and hopefully she takes a, some experience away from it um, I think that probably is the end of the upsides Bob unless you, unless you can find another one uh, I can't no that's it uh, so we'll, we'll come back to the what was meant to be the, uh, the big breakthrough um, for Great Britain and, and lots of commentators ourselves included all thought that that, that was going to be the, the race that was going to do it and that's the men's 200 metre breaststroke we had Michael Jameson and Andrew Willis going uh, and Andrew in particular looked very nice coming through the rounds um, qualified uh, I think he qualified third didn't he from the semi-finals but dropped one place to fourth he was two one hundred slower than his semi-finals from 209-13 Michael improved his time through the rounds 209-14 behind for fifth but that that's not the places either of them would have wanted to finish his uh, very disappointing for them, I'm sure. 
Didn't yeah, see Matty Matson. Didn't see Matty Matson coming, did we? That, that's what. I mean, Marco Cock, we kind of did. Daniel Gietz, we definitely did. But Matty Matson was a person who upset it all from our point of view. I think um, I don't know. I don't really know what to say about the race, to be honest. I mean, I know they'll be hugely disappointed. I don't know what we can say about um, Michael's injury because we're not really sure. You know, this the stage of it. But I think it will have been disruptive, even if you know it's not hurting him in a race. It's disrupted his preparation. Um, but I mean, the fact remains that they're both a long way off their trials times, and that their trials times would have medals meddled. Um, and I'm sure it will be a hugely disappointing night. And that's the thing to remember that. However disappointing it is for us to watch, it's far more disappointing for them there. You know, this will be a really tough time for them both to get through. Fourth and fifth and so close. I mean, it will feel horrible tonight. Let me try and be positive. Let me, let me, because obviously the three of us, I'm normally the one who doesn't do that. But on this occasion, (laughs) I will by saying Andrew Willis, eighth two years ago, eighth at the London Olympics, fourth this time. He's made up four places in the world in the space of 12 months. So that has got to be positive going forward, surely. Yeah. Well, you, you'd, you'd, you'd hope so, wouldn't you? I mean, ho- hopefully he'll take a lot of motivation away from that because, uh, you know, he was very close to the podium. He was only uh, 0.18 off the podium, even with the time he swam. But it is that familiar refrain that, that I've been spouting all week. If they'd swam their trials times, Michael's yeah. trials time would have come second. Um, Andrew's would have got got third or maybe fourth, even if, if Andrew, uh, Michael had swam his time at the same time. But, but it, they just didn't give themselves that opportunity for, for reasons that, that we obviously don't know and, and they will know better than we do. But uh, I have to say, I was impressed with Kyoto in that race. For someone who says he was having an off year, uh, he looked much stronger at the end than he did in London and obviously broke the time he swam last year to, to set a new European record. So uh, fair play to him. Yeah, incredible second hundred. I think, I mean, you look at our boys' times and there's there's nothing that's particularly wrong with their their swims you know you look at them and you just think well it's not like they died it's not like they went out really fast it's not like they went out too slow I mean it was just all generally slightly off the pace but there's not there's not one thing that you can point to and say oh that's it that's what you need to change and did you expect Michael to be yeah but did you expect Michael to be second at 50 I didn't no I expected him to be further back in the pack and to come through more strongly at the end but maybe that's a, a function of his confidence in his fitness that he felt he had to be in the race and and he couldn't let everyone get away from him. Um, only he can know that. But but as you say, Katie, they were they were solid in the first 50 and then pretty even swimming. You know, through the both of them through the the last 150 of that race, it wasn't like it. You no, know, no one drops off horrendously and had a a terrible last split or a terrible last 10 meters. It just weren't quite on it tonight, and it's obviously very disappointing for them. So we'll leave the men's 200 breaststroke uh, and we'll go back to look at the. The rest of the British swimmers from today. Just before we Sorry. do it, very quickly, what happened to Yamaguchi? Well, he was seventh in that race, two hundred nine five seven. Is that the fastest time of the year? Uh, he, no, Jameson until tonight had the fastest time of the year with his trials time, but of course Yamaguchi set the world record just after London last year with yep. a two hundred seven point zero one. So he was yep. two and a half seconds off his best time. So uh, you know he he'll probably be doing some hard thinking after this event as well. Um, so we'll leave we'll leave the the 200 breaststroke there. Uh, look at the other British swimmers today. It wasn't the best of heats sessions for Britain. We had uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight individual swims, and only two that actually made it back this evening. Uh, we've spoken about Fran already. She was one of those two, and the other was Michael Rock. He swam what actually was a pretty decent heat. I thought 52.13, tenth place, just uh, t- just over two tenths slower than the trials time he swam in Sheffield a few 
weeks ago, but he couldn't back that up this evening. 52.55 left him in 16th place in those semi-finals. So that'll be disappointing for him, Katie. Yeah, I think you're right. And it, I mean, you just look at some of the, some of these results and it just doesn't seem to make sense. You know, I mean, that's, that's a, a big change. And from heats to finals, we do, or to semi-finals, you know, evening swims, we tend to swim faster. And that is quite, I mean, it's a half a second drop off and, you know, it's slightly baffling, really. It's a shame for him. You know, he's made a big change this year and I think he would have probably hoped to, to have delivered and, you know, just not able to tonight. Well, uh, a shame for him. Um, probably also disappointing you know, in an, an equally frustrating manner for uh, Adam Brown and Ben Proud, who who swam 22.3 and 22.31 in the heats of the 50 freestyle this morning, finished 17th and 18th and missed by the narrowest of margins coming back this evening. Uh, and Adam t- tweeted on uh, after his swim that it was an opportunity missed. And uh, I have to agree with him. He, he really should, should have got out of this. Um, heats this morning well I, I must admit I never even considered the possibility of the way that he swam the 100 and the way he swam the 50 in Sheffield that he wouldn't to be absolutely honest and uh, as the, the heats are going on because he was what two from the end in terms of heat yeah. uh, and I'm doing my calculations going actually he's not going to make it is he because uh, I think he was 12th maybe going into the final heat uh, or 13th perhaps and um, Ben I, I don't know what the ex- expectations of Ben were to be honest um, he, he did a great time in Sheffield obviously to make the team um, but I, I just thought Adam was our, our banker on that one and having seen the way he swam earlier in the week and how good he was five weeks ago I thought that he would make the semi-finals at least in that event I still think um with the 53 I mean we've had one swimmer break 22 and he's done it once and I think when you look at these times from the semi-finals there were I don't know 12 guys under under 22 seconds and mm. it's just moved on so much and I think that's that's probably a bit of a wake-up call that you know although someone's done it once it has to be done pretty much every time if you're going to get in the mix in these kind of events well, I think uh, I think Ben Proud will take a lot away from this week. He obviously wanted to get, make those semi-finals. He wanted to break 22, but he, he's he's no, he's not a million miles away, and he's obviously got a lot of potential. So hopefully, the work he does down there in Plymouth with John Rudd will uh, will help him take that next step um, for Commonwealth next year, and then Worlds and Olympics beyond that. Um, catch up on a couple of the other heats. Uh, Lauren quickly went to the women's 200 backstroke. I think. Casey, you were saying yesterday that she sees herself more as a sprinter, so it's probably her least favourite event, and I think that showed a little in the time. 2.14.27 was quite a way down on her best and her trials time, which which was her PB. 25th place. Um, but actually, you know, 25th place sounds sounds pretty, pretty ordinary, and uh, I don't think she'll be very happy with that swim. What do you think? Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, I think um, her least favourite event could also be called an event that she dreads. Um, but I think, you know, Ethan Why does she do it then? I well, it's it's this is her first major international meet, and if she can do it, you know, it's great. I mean, I think you take every swim you can get, even if it's an event that you don't like. I think mm-hmm. um, it is. I mean, it's just great international experience, and it's not taking anything away from any of her other events because you know, other than the medley relay, she is done now, and she'll have the day off tomorrow before that relay on, which I assume is on Sunday. Um, but I mean, I think it's a good idea. I think she, you know, and she's at that stage where she's improving a lot, and she could surprise herself. And it didn't go her way tonight. But you know, I don't think it's a bad a bad idea for her to do it. Mm, I'm not quite sure why you would do an event you really don't want to do, though, because surely mentally you go into it with that kind of prognosis. You know, I actually don't like this event, and that's that's kind of stored in the memory bank. Surely you want to be doing events you do want to do. 
I think, though, if it's an event she's not necessarily used to doing because she's always thought of herself as a sprinter. And I think, you know, if you're training with someone like Sean Kelly, there's there's the serious opportunity that you're going to turn into a really great 200 swimmer along with, you know, what you're naturally good at already. And I think it wouldn't surprise me if she, you know, was one of our great 200 swimmers in the future. It's just, you know, getting out of the habit of, of thinking that all you are is a sprinter. Um, when actually I think she's quite versatile but I mean it's nice that we had someone in that 200 back shoot because we're so used to being so strong in that event and you know I think we really missed a couple of our girls tonight it was a shame well as it turns out her, her PB would have put her right on the cusp of the final but uh, it wasn't to be uh, and, and she bowed out this morning as did uh, both of the girls in the, the women's 800 freestyle now Ellie Faulkner, we we said yesterday, is is not having the greatest of time. Eight thirty six oh four. She won't be happy with that seventeenth place, and and obviously she's got a a bit of reassessment about where she's going to do when she comes back and goes back to Sheffield with with Russ Barber. But uh, the big disappointment for Britain in that event, of course, was Jazz Carlin, who who came through in eight twenty seven forty eight ninth place, and again missed out by a matter of tenths, and and it's just so devastating to miss you know miss out by that amount of time over eight and a half again, minutes like again she did, well, well she did it in the 1500 she missed out by a similar margin in fact maybe even less than the 1500 um but she looked great with 750 gone i thought well she was second place at that time but really good with 50 to go and i thought that's fine nice easy qualification and then she got overtaken on the last 50 so the question has to be was she right to do the 415 and eight should she have dropped the four at the beginning of the week which obviously proved to be her most successful event as it turned out when really the 800 is the one that she's most known for um i I just i just think that those extra swims at the beginning of the week actually did for her later on because she's still in rehabilitation from last year she's still probably still got that virus in her body from last year so was it wise to do all three events in Barcelona well she did them all at trials and you know she did them very well at trials um so I mean there's no particular although we don't obviously know what's happened in the weeks between there's no apparent reason why it should be any different here um but I mean I, I don't know she must be hugely disappointed um and, but knowing Jazz, I don't think it'll happen again. Like I, I don't think she'll. I don't think the same thing will happen in a major event again because she's very good at learning where things have gone wrong, and she will change things and she will be more determined. And you know, I think she will take take it on because she's really been built up in the last few weeks since trials as like the next Becky Adlington, and she is our best distance swimmer and she oh, she is. Be great. oh absolutely yeah. there's no doubt about that and that's why it was so, so, such a shame today that i thought oh she'll she'll qualify not comfortably because that's quite that's a good field in the 800 but i thought no she's got enough in her and she'll do her time and you know the the way that she she lost a lot of ground lost a lot of time and got overtaken by two people in the last 50 i'm going jazz that's very unlike you and it happened again in the 15 as well and i'm just thinking you know maybe this proves to be a bit too much maybe the 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 strenuousness if that's a word from sheffield actually impacted on this because she had to go through a very as you say a very hard week in sheffield and perhaps she hasn't fully recovered from that well i wonder looking at the 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 way she swam both today and the 15 um certainly her splits today there was wasn't a big drop off towards the end or anything like that she was just slower than her sheffield splits at every point through the race and perhaps you might expect that in a heat but um I wonder because she had such a good 400 whether the the short turnaround from trials to to the meet here has affected her in as much as she's been able to hold on to her speed and do a really good 400 on the first day set a personal best but hasn't been able to hold on to her her endurance if you like and so she's just lost that 
edge on her endurance, which has made the difference between making a final and challenging for the medals and, and going out in ninth place in the heat. So I don't know what you think about that, Katie. Yeah, I think I think that's I think that makes a lot of sense. And you know, it might sound like we're making excuses for people, but I actually the more this goes on, you know, none of them are bad swimmers. They're all very, very good swimmers. They're all world class swimmers. But somehow we've we've not produced world class swims at this meet. And I know we're not really talking about this now, but I do think the timing of trials has an awful lot to answer for. Well, I'm sure we'll talk in greater detail about that once the meet's over and we, we've got a, a full week to look back at. But um, but uh, if we look just very quickly, I just want to mention uh, a couple of swims tonight. I think I think we put the mockers on Rika Model Pedersen last night by saying <laughs> she was going to win, and uh, and she fell foul of the um, of the world record in the semi curse that that seems to stalk women's breaststroke. Uh, Rooster accepted, but a uh, great swim from FMOV. I mean, she was. Uh, well, I think my car, I have to check, but I think she was under the old world record before yesterday uh, events, and uh, and she's gone through the rounds and got faster every time. So, uh, well done her. Yeah, really impressive for her to have found this event for herself. You know, sort of later on, having been such a great hundred swimmer all the time, and she's really moved it up. So she's she's so competitive in both. I mean, world champion and silver medalist. I mean, that's that's just amazing. She's obviously doing some some great stuff with Dave Salo. I mean, I, I've checked and that was the second fastest time ever. She was under Sonny's world record uh, from before yesterday. So a great swim from her. The other one that really caught the eye was Sun Yang on the end of the, the men's 4x200 freestyle relay. Came from absolutely nowhere for China to take that uh, Yeah, a 143.16, which is <laughs> astonishing. It was two seconds, well, almost two seconds faster than everybody else in the race at any point. Lockerty was the only other person to break. Uh, 145 and he only just did it by two 100s and then Sun Yang is down there at 143 it's just 200 400 800 1500 now who else in the world can do that who in the who else in the world has ever done that really I mean Hackett I suppose did 200 as well but didn't do it that often but how many people can go through the gears like he does two four eight and, and 1500 I wouldn't put it past him to do a decent 100 either no he's he's very very tall isn't he is, uh, yes, is that right? He's yeah, I find it um, quite surprising how versatile he is. I mean, just I mean, you know, you tend to put people in groups, and you think, oh, for someone that tall, he'd be like a really great fifty swimmer, and yet he can just hang on for the whole thing. I mean, he's he's so versatile and such a talent, um, and you know, I think he's um, a bit of a celebrity in China, and yeah, he hmm. must just be loving life at the moment. Not with the Chinese Federation, he's not, but still, no, with everyone else. Though. <laughs> um, We'll have a quick look at who's coming up for, for Britain tomorrow morning in a minute. But, Bob, there's something that's been nagging at you all week that we, we perhaps ought to get out in the open. And that's this business of swimmers turning up in the first heat of an event without an entry time and, uh, and getting a free swim where they're miles ahead of everyone they're up against. And that happened particularly this morning in the 50 freestyle. OK, my accusing finger is pointing in your direction, Andre Gretchen. Now, how, as a man who's been at the World University Games, has been at World Championships before... Uh, in uh, I think uh, it was always he's certainly been around for a while and has 53 times from 2008 2009 not got an entry time in the 50 freestyle compounded by the fact that the Russian was in heat number one of 11 with the you know the people who've done 35s 36 40s whatever it might be in the 50 freestyle you have somebody who's got an entry time or should have an entry time of around 22 seconds who's going in heat number one that is cheating to me that is cheating because it means you're going in uh, heat with nobody else of any con 
consequence you've got clear water you've got no ripples you're on your own out there you're not racing that is a time trial that is not a race you should not be in that you should not be in that event if you haven't entered a time yeah i agree i've been a victim of this um a genuine heat one swimmer just because i was the slowest not because i didn't have an entry time and uh next to a girl from belarus uh, who didn't enter and have an entry time. And I think she actually quite nearly drowned me on 100 freestyle um, at European short course one year, just because she was so far ahead. And it's very depressing. And yeah, it's just, it just shouldn't really happen. But at the, at the other end of the spectrum, we had the uh, the sight of uh, a chap in, in the last heat. And I'll, I'll try and get his name right. Mwazi Ngondo Mputu. Hey! Thank you very much. Who was entered on a 22.3 and then swam a 29.08 to sort of drift in <laughs> quite a long way behind everyone. And it just doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Does he want to stand up for Britain? Well, <laughs> as I think, I think Katie, you said earlier that maybe his trials were at the wrong time. Yeah, I so. think he probably just got his taper wrong. <laughs> well, as you say, it's, it's, it shouldn't happen. It's, it's crazy when Russia... There's a, a major swimming nation can do that, and, and FINA have got to have a look at that surely before the next um, World Championships. We've seen Germany doing it earlier in the week, although that didn't you know, affect the, the outcome in the evening on that particular event, the 400 free. But um, we had a Russian backstroker as well, Bob, wasn't there, who had a, a yeah. similar thing. It's, yeah. it's, it's got got to be wrong if you're from a major nation how do you not have an entry time if you're from an african nation where maybe they don't have a 50 meter pool maybe you can understand that or iraq or pakistan or whatever it might be but russia you don't have an entry time from russia that's impossible well particularly since he won the silver medal at the world well, University exactly games three so weeks have, ago so you have an entry time you, say you have an entry time three weeks ago i mean so, it's, it's almost as though fina don't think they can reseed it you know on the day or whatever, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure well, they, they don't make the, Yeah, they don't make the draw until the beginning of the week, you know, the beginning of last week. So they have plenty of time to do that. So that, that, uh, you know, I would say if I was a FINA representative, I'd say to Russia, come on, this guy has to have an entry time. What is it? Um, and find out. And even if it means going back through the record books for last year, you've got to find one. Well, there we are. Uh, pr- hopefully we won't see any more of that over the weekend, but, uh, We'll keep our eyes peeled. Uh, quick look at who's coming up for GB tomorrow then in the morning. Uh, in the heats, the women's 50 freestyle gets underway. We've already seen Francesca Halsall with a, a smile on her face today in the 50 fly. So hopefully she's in a good place to swim fast in that. And Amy Smith is back in the water. She uh, slightly disappointed herself in the in the 100 free, but I think the 50 is probably her better event this week, Katie. Yeah, I agree. And I think she said that she felt really, really good down the first 50 of the 100. So um, I think that's a positive thing. And I also think she will be, she's always one who, you know, really, really wants to achieve. And she will be keen to redeem herself tomorrow, I think. Uh, Next up, we've got the two uh, uh, non-Olympic events, the men's 50 backstroke and the women's 50 breaststroke. So we don't have anyone in in those. We We should make the point the defending champion won't be there. Absolutely. I mean, we could easily have had Marco Locker in there. He won the trials. We could easily have had uh, Liam Tancourt there, world record holder, defending champion. But uh, nobody selected only for non-Olympic events, for rightly or wrongly, and, and we won't have anyone in those two events tomorrow morning. Uh, and then up comes the men's 1500 freestyle. Dan Fogg back in the water. Uh, again, underwhelmed on the 800 free, just missed the final. His chance to put that right. Uh, do we think he'd get out of the heats, Bob? No. Yeah, there we are. <laughs> I think I think the 1500 is a better event for him than the 800 and I think it's something he's more familiar with and um, you know I'm hoping that those extra few days from the 10k he will have recovered in and I want him to, to the, the, yeah. just put the record straight I do desperately want him to but on the indication what I saw the other day and also the back of a very grueling 10k I'm not sure he's fully recovered yet 
Uh, no, I think you're right, but he's he wasn't a million miles off, and he did just miss the final. So I, I, it's not like he's hugely, hugely off his times and swimming terribly. I think um, I think he's one of the ones who who could actually do it. Now we said on uh, I think it was Tuesday or earlier in the week certainly that he, maybe he hadn't recovered from the 10k, and and I got picked up on this by by a coach who, who got in contact and said, well, he's got all of the, the the support team around him. He's done lots of 10ks before. If he's not recovered, he probably shouldn't have swum. And in reality, he should have recovered because he had plenty of time between the two. And the view that was expressed there was, well, maybe his uh, his taper for trials when he you know qualified in the 400 is actually probably what's affected you know his his longer distance events because he's had a taper he swam fast um he could have swum the 400 here if he if he'd wanted to before he dropped it and maybe he's just become a victim of his own versatility rather than it necessarily being a, a recovery from from that 10 kilometer race i don't know what what you both think I well i mean i think tapers are are very difficult and very personal things and and different things will work for everyone and I suppose you know it's going to keep coming back to this it's very difficult to do your normal taper when you've got two meets so close together I think you know I think Hannah Miley I remember her dad Patrick who also coaches her saying one year that she had a really long taper that was just stretching into 48 hours uh, which for me sounds like absolute hell as my taper was about three weeks long. But um, I mean, it's so different for everyone. And, you know, for me, if I had a three week long taper before trials and then I had to somehow fit that in again before the Worlds, I just don't know how that would happen. And Can I'm, I just I'm, say two words, James sure. Guy? <laughs> yeah, I know. But I think I do think there's a slight difference. You know, some people will handle it better than others. And clearly some people have handled it better than others. And the same with Craig McNally. You know, some people have really, really stepped up. I mean, maybe other people it is mental. It's a mental thing where you're like, oh, I'm not familiar with this. I don't I don't actually feel confident in what I've done. And I'm not good enough. I'm not one of those people who's good enough to not fully taper for trials, but still be confident of getting on the team, which I think is true of a lot of the Americans. I think, like, for instance, Missy Franklin and Katie Ledecky apparently weren't fully tapered for their trials, which were much the same time as ours, which means that they can then actually have a proper rest and improve for, for Worlds. But I just don't think that we have enough people who are really confident in doing that. Well, it's interesting. It's the youngsters who are not having the problem with it and the more established ones who are. Yeah, but I uh, do not think that that makes sense. I mean, I think it's a lot harder to recover as you get older. I mean, I I definitely found that towards the end of, of my swimming career. I was, you know, I I would find it quite hard to do, I don't know, two events in a day. Whereas when I was younger, I could do like eight and say, you know, bring on a few more. But I think, but those, I think it is who weren't, difficult. But those who weren't part of the Olympic program last year are not having that problem this time. That the ones who weren't around in 2012 aren't having that problem. So is it a mindset thing that people are used to early trials and they can't get their heads around the fact they've got a shorter space of time between trials and world championships because the, the newcomers don't seem to have that problem? I, I think I would find that very difficult and I can't speak for anyone else, but I, I would think I would have, I don't think I'd have that much confidence in it. I don't think I'd understand the reasons in it. And that, that would be my problem. You know, you, you've got to get over it when that's that's just the way that it is. Like, you, you don't have the choice to say, well, you know, actually, I'd like to put Worlds back a few months because I don't feel comfortable with this. <laughs> you know? We'll try that next time, shall we? Yeah, yeah but I mean, I, I, I really feel, particularly off the back of the results that we've got this year, that trials will be back to their normal March, April slot next year. Well, so we defeat them. 
Well, well I, I don't see the point in it, though. Well, it works for the Americans. Why can't yeah, it work for us? It works for one nation. They're the only nation that does it. I don't think every other nation is swimming really badly. And also, they're going to be better than us. They have an enormous pool of possible swimmers. You know, I think that's, that's it have an what it comes down to. They, they're winning gold medals after gold medal. You know, I don't see why it can't work for us. That's what they, we, we, It has been tried before, and it was changed again. I, I honestly don't see why it can't work for us. But, I mean, do you think we should also um, stop people from accepting money at any point until they've graduated and we could all start swimming yards and, you know? No, just... no, 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 no. I'm not saying go down the... Because you know, we, we'd have to adapt all our, our pools for a start, start rebuilding yard pools instead of meter pools and stuff like that. Um, but, I, I, you know, if I, I'm seeing James Guy do it. I'm seeing Craig McNally do it to a certain extent. I'm seeing uh, Lauren Quigley do it. I'm thinking, you know, you can... Hmm, I don't know. It, it, it just annoys me a bit. They, they are trying something. Maybe it doesn't work this time, but we should try and see whether we can make it work. It's something that should be made to make work. I think at this point I'm going to ring my referee's bell <laughs> and, uh, and separate you before we come to fisticuffs over the over the internet. Uh, certainly we'll have a, a, a another discussion about this at the end of the week um, and see if we can put in, make any sense of it. Um, in terms of how it's impacts on performance. But just before we go, uh, yes or no question to both of you. Are we going to win any medals in the rest of this meet, Bob? Yes. Katie? Yes. I'm liking your confidence. I think we have a few chances left and, and let's hope that we have at some point a chance to speak about something upbeat. It's been it's been great talking to you both again. Thank you both. Thank you. Thanks, Steve. And we'll be back again tomorrow. Uh, I'm not going to put the put the curse of death on anyone by saying we'll have some good news so we'll be back again tomorrow to discuss what's going on in Barcelona in the meantime if you want to get in contact you can tweet me at poolboy or go to www.poolboy.co.uk forward slash contact and send me an email and hopefully we'll speak to you again tomorrow